Welcome back, listeners. So, Josh, before we move on to maybe what's going on on the soybean side of things, I would just like to say that you called your trial simple, but we decided it should be a simple, super cool trial because it is actually very intriguing, though, you know, a, a simple concept. So you weren't giving it enough credit. I agree. I agree. It is super cool. And uh, no, it's an exciting trial for sure. But yeah, moving on for segment two, we're going to just talk about kind of what we're seeing on the soybean side of things. Um, yet this week, there's some folks that had some earlier maturity beans, you know, maybe a, a 0.9 and then a group of some of those one ones that I think folks are, they're going to start working on harvest. Josh, you maybe have a few more of those earlier beans in your corner of the world. What's your take? On yeah, I think, coming um, I think today's the day. I think today we'll, um, uh, this afternoon, I think we'll we'll see a few combines hit the countryside here in, in Fillmore County in the southeast corner. And uh, you just kind of needed yesterday to kind of, you know, get them dried down here a little bit. And uh, it'll be exciting to see if they're dry enough to go and if we can get some early early reads on, on yield. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just a really good gauge to see maybe what to expect. And um, yeah, I, I expect to see some go tomorrow. And um, hopefully next week we can actually talk about kind of what we're seeing for for yields and um, yeah, it, um, I'm just excited to see harvest get along. But yeah, I think today's the day. So stay tuned. If you're driving around this afternoon, I think you'll see some combines out around Fillmore County. Good. That sounds good. Cause like you said, it's kind of the time of the year where we're waiting, waiting, waiting. We get a little bit antsy. So it's nice mm -hmm. to see harvest um, start rolling in some sort of a capacity. But another interesting thing on the soybean side of things, which kind of sticks true to the year 2020, um, you know, we had a lot of phone calls earlier this week on full fields or just bean fields that had turned a, a deeper purple kind of bronzy color um, and at first I think we initially thought this could potentially be something contributed to Cercospora leaf blight. You tend to see similar um, coloration with that um, disease coming into play but because we saw this you know all of a sudden at one point in time kind of overnight and across a wide geography it feels like it's maybe a little bit more of an environmental response um, and we don't feel like it's something that's that's gonna hurt yield, but any just thoughts on potentially what we're, we're thinking that the cause could be? Yep. Yeah. It, uh, it was, it was kind of a pandemonium on Monday, Tuesday there for people calling about what was going on. And, and it was something you could really see just driving around uh, Southeast Minnesota. And, and I think, you know, I don't want to make this overly complicated, but it was likely just an environmental trigger. If you kind of look at where we'd been at, we'd been you know, we'd been through a dry spell, um, really warm. Then we kind of went into this kind of, those, what was it, a five or six day prolonged, damp and cool, cool period. We got some moisture, but we also got really cool. And um, I think what happened was, you know, we got some moisture and we got cool. And I just think we, we accumulated some sugars in the upper part of the plant that really triggered like this purpling look. And as we got warmer, it, it kind of faded away. But, um, you know, just to, to calm everybody, number one, I don't think it's going to have any impact on yield. Um, a few things, I had a lot of people fear that the soybeans are going to turn purple inside the pods. And uh, just just trust me on this one, the beans aren't going to turn purple and there won't be a grain quality issue. And, and I think for the most part, it was just an environmental thing. I've seen this in some rare cases in the past, right? I've seen beans do this. Sometimes you may see it more in the pods and than the leaves where this one was kind of a, a combination of both, which made it unique. But um, uh, just an environmental trigger, some moisture and some translocation and accumulation in the upper part of the plant. And and from what I could tell too, it kind of faded as the week went on. Allie, I'm not sure what you saw. Yeah, I, it sounded like, you know, the color was much more of that deeper color Sunday into early Monday. And then, like you said, as we warmed up, we seemed to see some of that kind of work itself through with some of those warmer temps, just probably better able to metabolize uh, whatever was 
the sugars or whatever it might be that was kind of causing that color. But another thing on the soybean side of things that I think is worth mentioning, um, just to kind of make sure we think about is next year we're managing our beans in season. Really quiet on the aphid front this year, but as we got later, kind of at that time that we thought we were aphid free, kind of in the clear zone, we did have populations ramp up quite aggressively mm -hmm. in some cases. And you were saying you've even seen some fields where, you know, you can still see the aftermath or aphids there um, doing damage on, in some of these fields. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, last week I was walking some beans and, uh, and ran into, you know, these are still pretty green beans, but ran into some pockets that really fired up with soybean aphids. They were treated with insecticide at fungicide timing, but you know, that was back in July. You fast forward a month and um, they really flared up in, in the last part of August. And in some cases might have a yield. In fact, um, you know, the, the plants and the stems are pretty black where you could tell there was a lot out there. In some cases they're still there. And I was walking some beans, uh, Yesterday, even with leaves that are probably halfway, you know, 50% dropped already, and there's still aphids on those leaves, which is not something we normally see. But I do think I agree, Ali. I think some got overlooked. And I think as we get the combines rolling, we're going to find a few pockets here and there where the beans are kind of dark, maybe a little off on yield. And it's going to be as a result of um, some really high aphid populations that flared up in uh, kind of the last probably eight to 10 days of August is when they flared up and they kind of hung around basically until senescence. I've seen that a couple times in my you know, 14, 15 years in the field, it's rare. Um, but yeah, it's just a pass that sometimes when we get past August 20th, you're just gonna say, hey, we're far enough along, no big deal. And this might've been one of those rare years that we maybe still could have justified some treatments in some situations. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner. Submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060, 